One more speedrunners, noobs, and leads. Welcome once again. It's the Idiot Gamer Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gents. We're back to another Idiot Gamer podcast. We've got Andy Roberts in the studio. Hello, good to be back. We've got Matthew Angel across from me. Hello. How are we doing, chaps? Yeah, very good. Very good indeed. Matt, yeah. you're wearing a Nintendo-sponsored shirt there. Can yeah, you explain did. some more? Uh, well, it's just a Fiorentina top I've had since I was 17. So. Ah, yeah, Fiorentina. It's, it's lasted quite well, actually. That That's not bad. I won't say how old this top is, but normally you buy football tops like five years ago and they'd be falling apart by now but it's got a collar yeah. which I'm a massive fan of I'm a big fan of a, a collar on a football shirt yeah also I didn't realise I mean that must have been I don't know what kind of period that was for Nintendo to be sponsoring teams I think it's the what only happened? one they've ever done yeah it seems unusual to me yeah I was just trying to think what other sponsorship stuff have there been in football obviously um, uh, Sega did a lot of stuff with Arsenal didn't they yeah, Dreamcast yeah. was a uh, the, the thing on the um on the Arsenal shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What else did we have? I remember, it's not football related, but I remember Sega did a uh, sponsorship with Williams F1 and they had, right, basically, so the, where the guy sits on the side of the uh, on the side of the car, they had like a little graphic which was basically Sonic the Hedgehog's feet on the pedals. Oh, so it was like you cool. could see into the car and it was like Sonic the Hedgehog's feet yeah. like doing the pedals, which was really cool. I mean, EA sponsored Swindon Town for a while and uh, I think the away, the, the away kit had... <laughs> was sponsored by FIFA 14 or whatever it was it wasn't even EA they, no, they right. actually got the name of the game on there so. NHL NHLBA hockey yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally <laughs> um, Swind- I mean to their credit Swind- actually we're delving now into football talk but Swindon have actually had quite a lot of quite good sponsors over the years haven't they yeah but if you look at the uh, actual stadium that's all sponsored by like you know some sort of glazing company yeah, yeah, from yeah. just around the corner <laughs> or something so well that's excellent work lads uh, let's get back to the video games okay, that's okay. what everyone's here for and we're going to start off with a little bit of news oh yeah there we go um so, we're going to talk this week about COD. I know how much you're all massive fans of the yeah. Call of Duty series. I hate them. I hate them yeah, with a passion. Yeah. However, it is uh, interesting, perhaps, to the idiot gamer community uh, that COD is being released without a single-player campaign, the new Black Ops 4. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Um, I mean, nobody's hugely surprised, are they? I don't think. I mean, it's been going this way for quite a long time with COD. The the, the, the single-player campaign has been getting smaller and smaller and shorter and shorter, uh, and more derisory, basically. Um, but, yeah, so not huge... Uh, Huge news, I guess, and not surprising news. But I guess, I guess the big, the big talking point is the the inclusion of a battle royale mode. Yeah, yeah quite. Is that is that the future for multiplayer games, or is it purely a fad? I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? I mean, uh, you, they'll probably get to the point. Where, I think we mentioned this on like maybe the first or second episode, but they. They just eventually they're just going to become run of the mill, aren't they? They're yeah, going to yeah. become like team deathmatch. They're just going to be that's just another mode that kind of gets packaged in with all of this kind of thing. I mean, I've I've already seen like you know comments and and kind of review and thought pieces and stuff like that that are basically already decrying the battle royale mode and saying, oh god, it's the death of video games and right. load of shit. Yeah. But, um, I, I think I guess part of it came down to the fact that we needed a certain level of technology and server technology and, and people's <laughs> online connections to allow to have a very large group of people playing. Right? I suppose that's the only reason it hasn't happened up until yeah, this yeah, point. indeed. And, and I, I think with the lack of the single player mode, the they've been moving away from that anyway. I don't think anyone plays Call of Duty for the single player mode anymore. They certainly don't buy a sixty quid game for a six hour like single player experience. Yeah, very true. Um, and you know, people might be moaning the campaign's gone, but you're paying your money for the longevity of the multiplayer, surely. But they're gonna have to put the work in on this battle royale mode because Fortnite is currently like the big the big winner in that. Yeah. Um but that's free. Uh PUBG is like what 20 quid 25 quid something like that and that's the original so they're going to have to do something extraordinary to make people pay a 60 quid title if they wouldn't normally buy that Call of Duty game yeah very much yeah so I wonder what it'll be. I mean, they did the zombies thing that was good, and then you know people enjoyed that as an extra mode, and then they put more and more work into it. So uh, maybe this will be the same thing where they do like a a tester version, see how many people are playing it before they 
develop too much. I mean, I think one of the biggest questions for me is um, is if they're going to load it up with microtransactions and, and, and pay-to-win microtransactions, which wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no, damn right they will. Yeah. Load that bad boy up. But if they get it right, if, if it's a, a phenomenal Battle Royale mode with cars... They were already talking about boats and helicopters and things okay, like that. That's cool. Huge map. Yeah, I might be tempted. Like I'm, I'm gonna see what it's like before, before I commit to that. But bear in mind as well, the the bonus it will have is that PUBG and Fortnite are gonna have to up their game in the next five to six months to retain their players, which is a really good thing, I think. And I and I think we've seen that already with with Fortnite, definitely with with the inclusion of like the, the, the almost like this kind of mini storyline stuff that they introduced last season that kind of really came into its own this season with the um with the with the, the Dusty Divot. Um yeah, yeah. and we can talk about that a bit more later on, but I think there's def- definitely been uh, a, a concerted effort from them to up their game, if you like, to in, in, instigate some variety into the game and stuff. So, yeah, I, I think it's good. It keeps everybody going. Well, I apologise for that. I was so excited by your uh, chat, Andy, that I punched <laughs> my own microphone. Can't we'll, blame me, really. We'll move past it. Uh, <laughs> in other multiplayer news, Matt, I'm yes. looking at you. Hello. Uh, Divinity Original Sin is coming uh, two. It's coming to PlayStation. I'm very excited. So um, same as happened with the last one. Do you think we're going to go back and play it more? Probably on PS4. I'm going to buy it. Like I'm, I'm hoping that all four of us will buy it, and like we can play, we can play as a group. However, I don't know if it's Andy's cup of tea. Um, but I've heard that they're making significant changes to the game to accommodate it onto consoles. They're making some changes to streamline the storyline. They're um, changing the control system entirely from the previous one cool. so that it's, it's going to be a bit more user-friendly to con- um, yes. controller but to be honest like I'm going to buy it anyway because I'll I'm happily sit there and play it again um, yeah. but I'm interested with what they do I've heard that with the story they've changed a third act which I haven't got to on PC oh, anyway okay, so cool. interesting yeah, I mean, I, I would jump into it. I mean, again, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, it's, if you've got a bunch of mates who are playing it, you're going to want to get involved, and that's it's often often that's good enough. What was that other weird little isometric game with wizards and stuff uh, that we played? Diablo, yeah. yeah. So I mean, and really not my cup of tea, but I had a really good time playing it because you're just playing yeah. it with some friends and having chat and stuff yeah. at the same time. So um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's going to depend on how much it costs as well. If it's sixty quid. I might I might give it a miss, but. Yeah, I think the other one came out at a sort of mid-range price last time. It did. It'll be interesting to see because they've it's obviously a much bigger game, and if they've put extra work into it, they might try and get the money back. But but, yes. at, the, but at the same time, it's you know it's 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 an older game, and people who play PC and PlayStation are on. Well, I mean, to be fair, you are, but but many of them are not not going to bother. So I mean, it's it's not yeah. that old. It only came out in September last year, okay. so it's, okay. it's it's still quite fresh. There might be a lot of people who haven't bought it yet. But um, this is exactly the model they followed with the previous one. So yeah, yeah. they did the PC release and then they okay. followed it up with the console. So I think it's good. I th- I really enjoyed it on PC. It was only the fact that we lost our team that I stopped playing it. So yeah, yeah. I think bringing it back and actually I'm quite pleased that we didn't, that well that I personally didn't go too far because now I can go back and do yeah, it all yeah, again yeah. on PlayStation. So I think and, and to be honest, good. some of the stories that that game generates are funnier because of the way you've played it as well you know the cursed armor is the, the the thing where you've just got a guy who's just completely naked except for one cursed bit of armor in the middle of a battlefield that's not the things that the game designed you that that's what you and your friends have, have managed to uh, get the game doing so yeah there's definitely a lot of that about it so i'm really excited about that i think that's going to be good that'll yeah. be another one uh, for the summer uh and talking of multiplayer games and isn't it funny how back in the day I'd have only ever been interested in single player games campaigns and yeah, now yeah, yeah. most of the games I'm excited about are because of the multiplayer I remember when um, PS Plus came out I, I was convinced that I wasn't going to get a PS Plus because I don't play online games yeah. and, and now I, I I only really play online games <laughs> it's weird isn't it yeah it is weird and, and, and I would say it is probably the division that has been the thing that, that changed that for us I mean just as we got our little group together for that yeah, and it yeah. worked really well and, and I wouldn't have bothered I genuinely wouldn't would have bothered with a game like that but yeah all of a sudden I'm my eyes open to that kind of thing now yeah the only reason I have a microphone for my PlayStation is because you saw you shouted at me because we were playing the beta of the division there was me you and Andy yeah and uh, neither me or Andy were able That's to right. get on voice chat it's very frustrating <laughs> but talking of the division division uh, two uh, is now a very much real thing and it's coming I think quite soon well it's going to be towards the end of this year I believe uh, but Ubisoft recently came out and said they realised that they made some mistakes with Division 1 
uh, and they they particularly mention the fact that they thought the end game was wasn't done correctly, which is really good to hear. I think because actually the first parts of the division we really enjoyed running through all the story missions and unlocking the zones we thought was great, but once we got to the end game we all kind of lost interest. Yeah, I'd like it to, to have three times the amount of story missions yes. that I had before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and. And again, one of the things that I found frustrating is that, is that we played through that in about two weeks, solidly. Admittedly, it was pretty much solidly. Yeah. Um. But but also, and we've spoken about this before. But it's the it's it's the kind of the race to level up, which was part of the problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and that and that kind of distorted a lot of the enjoyment of the game when you're going through as a team because you then have to unless you all play together people are going to be at different levels at different times Indeed. i mean we were okay as a core group because we were generally speaking more or less at the same kind of level yes. but i remember one point you went away for a week so yeah. we all just came back as a nightmare but i think if you notice like obviously blizzard's very good at getting that kind of thing right but when we were playing diablo to go back to that that had a great way of allowing you to play with much higher mm-hmm. level people and in fact it worked in your favor because when you worked with higher level people you would be artificially leveled up but right, you'd also okay. get a lot more loot because you're playing on a higher level. Yeah. yeah. So it so it actually balanced itself faster. You okay. know, it's like a rubber banding kind of thing. So yeah. it brings you back up with your teammates. So maybe the division could do something like that. That'd be cool. But also, yeah, more content for the main game. But also, more interesting end game yeah. would be better. Not just yeah. replaying the same missions. I mean, that was what did me for Destiny as well. Like you're replaying the same bloody mission. You've already played the mission several times. That's, you go back and you play it again and again and again. That's because you haven't bought the full price expansion that fixes the game for you. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's Bungie's business model is that they release a half-finished game and then they charge you an additional game to play a full game. I really didn't like that game. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> and, not I get, and I gave it a good stab as well. I, you know, I, yeah. But yeah, I didn't like it. No, uh, Bungie it, are are one of the worst in terms of that sort of behaviour. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. At which all. which is interesting because we're talking about Ubisoft, and yes, they're saying that they they understand the mistakes they made, but they they're not the sort of company that that have a good reputation for um, making things better. True. Although you know, as I said before, the new Assassin's Creed is very good. So fair play to them. I think they've got a they've got an idea of what's going on, and plus. I think now the co-op multiplayer landscape, to use a video game journalist word, is much more saturated than it was at the time the division came out. Okay. So they're under pressure now to have a product that competes well in the marketplace. So I think they're going to have to do something to rectify a lot of those things. They got away with a lot with the division because it was one of the first times we'd had a four-player RPG in that style yeah, on a yeah. console. You know? I'm just thinking that the the next one they had, which was Wildlands, they they absolutely bought. So it, yeah, I, I worry for them. They they they're good at saying that, but whether they deliver is. Isn't I think Wildlands thing. was like was rushed or wasn't finished properly. Like it really felt like let's just take some assets that we had. Uh, from one of these other games and then slap on like division style stuff on top of it it seemed like they had to get a game out with the tom clancy like name on it just a certain time and they did that okay it's really what that felt like just thinking about back to the division and and one of the biggest problems of the in in part of their acknowledgement that they got the the end game wrong isn't because they 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 cared about our gaming experiences because their player base just dived off and just people just stopped playing really yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, I was reading. Going well, we back, jumped to Overwatch, didn't we? Almost, yeah, yeah. almost instantly. Yeah. But I was reading. I was reading about um, um, battle royale modes, and I'm trying to trying to dig out the article because they mentioned another game which had a similar kind of mode in it. Um, it wasn't a game I recognised the name of, but like within a week, its entire player base just vanished. Battleborn, you think? It wasn't that? Battleborn. It was more recent. Than okay, because uh, Battleborn also struggled with the same yeah, yeah. thing. Battleborn just died within in a week of, of being released because it came out the same week as Overwatch. Are you thinking about that Cliff Blazinski one, uh, Lawbreakers? I, I can't remember because that one had a similar thing as well. Titanfall suffered as well because that came yeah. out around the same time, although that wasn't Battle Royale, but. That that really struggled with. There's a great uh, conspiracy theory about Titanfall that it was selected by EA to fuck over the studio that made it. Really? Because there was some internal bullshit going on, and that they released it at exactly the same time as a bunch of other games, including Battlefield One, I believe, at the time or something like that. Uh, and they brought it out to kill it. 
on purpose. I I can't believe. I that. love that I, idea. Though. I can't believe that that's that's. Good. I can imagine somebody at EA being that vindictive. Though. I'm calling bullshit on that, but, but <laughs> it's a lovely story. But but they didn't they they didn't work because it actually turned out to be a really good game. Yeah, and, but again, uh, it only had it. a six hour solo, and and as soon as yes. the multiplayer died off because of Overwatch, uh, Battlefront, no Battlefield, uh, it just died instantly. So I haven't played it, but apparently, <coughs> excuse me, apparently the single player on uh, Titanfall Two is really good. Yeah, apparently it's excellent. I might yeah. pick it up when it's a fiver or something. Yes, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's Radical Heights, Never which is heard a of it. Cliff Blazinski game. Oh, that is the Cliff Yeah, Blazinski so it's, it was Lawbreakers was there was the one beforehand, and then Radical Heights came out afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the, the player base just vanished straight away. Right. Well, you know, I was halfway there, Andy. You were well done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for the news. Any other news, lads? Any other exciting video game news this week? I don't think no. so. No, it's been a bit quiet. But now we're going to go back and do some of this, I think. Right. Are you boys ready? I'm never ready for this. This time I am. Well, you've always got to judge that my information may be wrong. You have to think about that. You okay. have to factor that in. <laughs> yep. You might have to factor in that I've got it completely wrong or partially wrong, and you've got to deal with that. So that's an extra level of complexity for you guys. For me, I can sit over this side of the table... And relax. And relax. Uh, but we will have a little bit of Tetris in the background, I think. It's always nice. It puts me on edge, this does now. Yeah, here we go. Clue number one. This game was released in 2007. 2007. That's a long time ago. Not as, not as far back as the one that we did with Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. No, that's true. That's very true. The original code name for the game was SFX. No, nothing. Hang on, wasn't there a game called SFX? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, that wasn't. That is not it. Okay. That would have been a very easy clue. <laughs> this game is called. No. Okay, clue number three. Actor Seth Green voices one of the game's characters. Stop. Is it a Star Wars game? No, it is not. Oh. He's very good at Star Wars voices. Yeah, that's true. No? Okay. Clue the number four. Casey Hudson, exec producer, says the game was always planned as a trilogy, although it didn't quite end up that way. And he's just looking off into the distance. No, no, no. No, no. Okay. Clue number five. The ability to romance characters in the game was a talking point for the game's release. I was about to say Mass Effect, but there's definitely been three of those. Mass Effect is the correct oh, answer. Well, but there have been three. Yeah, there have been three and a fourth. Oh, in Mass I, Effect I, I don't recognise the fourth. <laughs> no, well, quite, you see. That was what I thought. It's I like Alien Resurrection. In. It never happened. I know. Poor old it was David Fincher, wasn't it? No, that was that was three. I, I didn't, mean, I didn't know Seth thoughts. Green did a voice on that. Uh, Joker, good. apparently, was Seth Green. Oh. Yeah, not that I remember. I've never played any of the Mass have Effect games. Have you not? Games, no. Oh, no, not Mass Effect 2 is, is absolutely really brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mass Effect 2 is excellent. Mm. And 3 was good. As yeah, well, yeah. As, as you know, in parts. Four, I haven't played, but from what I've seen, I'm never want to play that game because it will ruin the, all the nice memories I've got of two and three. Yeah. Why? What's the what's the why? It's got very very poor um, bugs. It's it okay. was underdeveloped. Um, it it seems like they took everything that was good about it and basically ripped it up and threw it on the yeah. floor. Yeah, I think I, you know it was really not great at the point of release, and I think that's part of the reason they called it Mass Effect Andromeda and not Mass Effect Four. Because, yeah, like Matt yeah, yeah. said, there was a lot of people that didn't actually want it recognised as right. part of the uh, group. Uh, the next clue you'd have definitely got, I'm sure, Matt, would have been uh, clue number six was Rannoch, Palavan, and Tachunka, the alien homeworlds yeah, yeah, yeah. in the game. That would have given it away, I think. And finally, for the idiots, uh, the final one would have been you play as Commander Shepard and Captain the Normandy. Yeah. And I think. I still wouldn't have gone. <laughs> yeah, it's a game that I've heard of that Andy hasn't. If it was just me and Andy, I'd have just been looking at him going, yep, come on, the shepherd. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the initials are M-E. <laughs> Next letters are R's. Well, that was good, Matt. 
I think I think that puts you in the lead now. No, I think that must be not? at least equal. Maybe three three. No, I've only got two. Which I oh, but I think Matt Holland won one. Matt so Holland I think, won yeah. one. Um, I should probably lose one for not recognising Skyrim yeah. as early well, as and, I did. And also, he got an extra clue at the end of the last one, which was Matt. Your this friend. is your favourite game. Ever. <laughs> that is true. Yes, that, that, is, that true. is true. So I, I think we should disregard the Skyrim one because I'm still <laughs> embarrassed that that ever happened. So, uh, well, well done, folks. That's fine work, and um, we're going to move on to the next part of the show where we're just going to talk about what we've been playing. Okay. So, has anybody been playing anything of any interest? Well, uh, no, but but I'm still going to talk because <laughs> this never stopped me before. No, um, why not? Go for it. So, I mean, I uh, I got back into Shadow of the Colossus because I because it was like twenty quid. Um, the remastered version was twenty quid, so I thought, well, I might as well go back and, and have another go. So that's the third console I've bought that game on now. Um, it looks wonderful. It's still great fun to play. It's still brilliant. Um, and in one of my favourite things about that game is you can just pick it up, like twenty minutes to do a Colossus, and and that's it. And then and then kind of crack on, um, or you can just sit down and immerse yourself in it for a couple of hours and, and, and do a few. Uh, just a, just a wonderful game in that respect. Um, Breath of the Wild. I've really thrown myself into that. Right. So where where are you? How are you doing? Uh, so I am. I'm I'm just doing the groundwork for the first. Um, what are they called? The big what's it robot things that I've got to try yes. and turn back to our side yeah. um, what a, divinity beast beasts yes. yeah whatever those things are yes. so uh, yeah so I'm getting divine to the beasts. divine beasts that's it thank you so the, they've met the little fish fellas um, oh, I love the um, fish fellas yeah. there's a moment when you're in that hall with the fish guys and yeah. you've got the big fish king and you're like this looks like a Studio Ghibli movie yeah, yeah, right yeah, now yeah big time it's amazing yeah. it's so well done um, yeah so yeah so I just kind of got to that point because um, I'd, I'd spent a long time just faffing around with side missions um, and I've now got to the point where I, f- I feel like I, um, I j- I'm just going to crack on with the game yeah. I was too worried about missing out on um, on like weapons and powering up and stuff like that that I was trying to do everything and I got to the point where I actually stopped I actually stopped enjoying yeah. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. was one bit where I, I, I spent 20 minutes trying to find some dude's chickens <laughs> and like I remember that I've never found there's always one chicken I've never found I found all the chickens did you but I just found that really frustrating why, why am I legging it around trying to find all these chickens <laughs> and like and like Nintendo. the payoff of those things is is, is, is never great you get the yeah. odd little bit here and there but it ends up being like a bow and it's yes. not as good as all the other bows that you've got yeah, in your yeah, you know? so, yeah. so I, I, I eventually just stopped doing uh, I thought, well, I'm not going to stop doing them, but I'm going to start focusing on the on the main missions. Yeah. And I, I think I, I, it's to get disciplining myself to go through games better. I think I went similarly that I that I was afraid of doing the divine beasts, and then all of a sudden, just something happened. I was like, right, I'm going to start doing these guys now. I, I don't. I'm wondering if it does the game because one of the things I was worried about, I was thinking. If I go down this bit, this looks like I'm taking myself off on a new path. I'm go- I'm worried I'm going to be underpowered doing this and that's my biggest fear well does 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 the game just cleverly in the background does it cleverly kind of scale the scale the, the, the no, enemies and stuff no but it is random as to the level of enemies so you could be in one portion of the map and find a low level enemy right next door to him a yeah. massively high level absolutely so you never know you just have to you would just have to pick your battles i remember i played that game a lot right and i would go back to this one place and there's one of those centaur guys yeah and they're pretty high level those yeah, boys yeah, yeah. And even after I played the game for like 25 hours, I still couldn't get anywhere near this guy. And I just had to avoid him. So every time I wanted to go that route, I would have to like see him. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to give that guy a miss. And then you just swerve just around the side. <laughs> one yeah. of the, I, I, got, I felt confident enough and I felt like I'd tooled up enough and I took on one of the big kind of giant things yes. that lumber around. I thought, right, this is going to be amazing. And I, and I took him down. I thought, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. And I, I felt I'm playing the game properly now. I'm using the elixirs and I'm, and yeah, I'm, and yeah, I'm doing yeah. all of those yeah. things. I'm using all my like, like proper weapons. Um, and I took him down after a good old, you know, tussle and a fight. Shoot him in the eye, don't you? That's the trick with those fellas uh, that might be yeah I can't remember yeah. I, I think I just use exploding bombs or like oh, exploding nice. arrows anyway um, and I thought this is amazing I'm going to get some really really cool loot out of this guy no a load of rubbish yeah absolute rubbish yeah <laughs> just like oh, could you bastards because no, no, you Nintendo yeah there's yeah. no guarantee there is no guarantee but that's uh, that, uh, that's so great that game I want to go back to it again but now I feel like I've just left it too long I don't think I'm going to be yeah, able to yeah I, c- I can't remember it. how to play it now yeah. I've I've we were talking about this the other day. I saw a tweet from someone saying that there needs to be a mid-game um, 
refresher like tutorial that you can just if you haven't played a game for like you know a few months you can just play this section of it and then it drops you back into where you were but it teaches you all the skills you had at that stage that would be quite nice actually especially with something like breath of the wild because it is it does have a completely unique control system well part of that is the switch having buttons in the wrong place that's true yes i would recommend only trying to go off and get the master sword if you can okay it's a it's a separate quest you need to have, I think, 12 hearts. Jesus. So the first thing I had to do was when I wanted the Master Sword, I was like, right, I'm going to focus on getting the hearts. So then I was yeah. going around and getting the hearts. Once I got all the hearts, you have to go to a specific location and you follow a little like a little secret uh, treasure map thing and you end up and you can find the Master Sword. The advantage of the Master Sword is that it never breaks. So once uh, you have that yeah. in your inventory, it will never break. Yeah, that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. However... Just, I mean, there's so many little things in that game that are so good. But even when you get the Master Sword, uh, it's still if you use it against low-level enemies, which you might be tempted to do because it's super easy, right? Because it's really high-powered. It will, uh, it'll like shut down and it won't let you use it. So it'll be like, oh, you've used that too much. You got half an hour break now before you can use the Master Sword again. Okay. But if you use it against Ganon's creatures, you can use it as much as you want, and it doesn't decay. Right, okay. But then there's another challenge that they released as a bit of DLC called Trials of the Sword. And if you go and do the Trials of the Sword, you can unlock the full power of the Master Sword and it never decays in any circumstance. However, I tried to play that and you need to play because it only has like two saves and it's a series of trials, like different rooms full with different enemies. A bit like the, uh, what they call the little shrines that you go to. Yeah, yeah. But just a series of those, one after the other with no break and no health regen. Oh, Jesus. And you have to do like fucking 15 of them without saving and you've only got the health that you can regen when you're in there doing it that, and it drops all of your other weapons as well so you only have what you pick up in it and, it's pretty crazy and all the people the people who are able to do that they don't need to have the master no, sword no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I don't I did see somebody I saw a YouTube video of it and uh, they're like you need to sit down for like 8 hours and do this thing jeez no, I, don't, I, like, I, don't know about, I don't know about that <laughs> I, I, so I did it I think you get two saves in it and I've got to the first save once uh, and then like died two levels later and I was like right fuck that right, <laughs> that's not happening uh, but yeah awesome what a game what a game yeah it is terrific Matt what's been going on in your world um, I've played some more Magic the Gathering Arena of course you have uh, I also ducked back into Hearthstone just to see what it was like uh, it's a shambles oh. I'm, I'm, I'm not going back to it um <laughs> I'm fairly sure you said you were deleting it. Uh, I was, and then I I hadn't deleted it, and I thought, I'll jump back in, because they have these weekly tavern brawls that are a bit fun and stuff. So, uh, But the state of the meta in there is, is horrific at the moment. They've already said they're going to change a lot of cards, but they're waiting till the competitive season's over before they do that. So it's... Uh, right. But quite frankly, it's a shambles at the moment. So, um, But uh, the other thing I've been playing, and I know you have as well, Sai, is uh, God of War. So yes. I finally... Uh, people at work were talking about it i instantly bought it after listening to them because they all loved god of, the original god of wars right. as i did and yeah. i had a few concerns over it but i'm glad that the majority of those concerns were unfounded give us your thoughts it's fantastic it's really really yeah. good um it's a phenomenal game like i said i had some concerns because i worried it was a bit too much like dark souls there are some bosses that feel a bit like that but just lower the difficulty <laughs> I haven't done that like for, for once I'm playing on normal and okay. I decide to grind through I have died a lot but it right. doesn't feel unfair at any points um, but I was I was more worried that it moved away from its action RPG roots no it's totally um, a hack and slash thing so. it, it, for the first few hours it felt like it had moved away from it but uh yeah th- there is a bit where where it just turns back into the old style god of war and i was just like yes i'm i'm, I'm there it's i thought the scene i've forgotten the name of the uh of the world but the scene where you're taking on all the little flying elf ch- uh chaps Alfheim, yeah is incredible yeah, yeah. that scene it really is and they, they've done a brilliant job of like seamlessly mixing the actual gameplay with like cutscenes, yeah, yeah and they just flow seamlessly one into the other and so you maintain this great pace throughout it's, it's so good the, the so, storyline so is phenomenal it really is um i'm i'm probably quite a significant way through i'm not going to do any spoilers but the storyline is just absolutely phenomenal um the one thing that i don't like about it um, that I feel moves it a bit away from it, but I feel they had to do was the camera angle is so close behind Kratos. It is close, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and in the original God of Wars, it 
the camera would pan out and you could see the scale and the epic like yes. you know with something where you're fighting things that are like 20 times bigger than you because you're so close in behind him sometimes it loses that scale it yeah. loses that sense of epicness um but it needed to do it and I'm, I, I don't think it's a worse game because of that I just feel that it's lost something there. yeah I think they had to do that in order to control the movement of the boy indeed, indeed. because there are certain times where the boy wanders off but you might need him back for a story element or something and yeah, he just appears yeah, yeah. like that and it's yeah. great because you're never hunting for him or no, he's no. never in the way but, he yeah. hasn't teleported across the screen to get exactly. what he needs to. Yeah, but, but I think the, the sacrifice yeah. there was that you had to have Kartos filling that like half the yeah, I mean, screen. Like, because some of the things you are fighting or that are in the world are gigantic, and it would yes. be lovely for it to occasionally just pan out so you could see the absolute scale well, of it. Well, I definitely got that feeling when you meet the uh, the world snake, world serpent, the yeah, world yeah, serpent yeah. for the first time. That is awesome yeah. but um really good. like everyone should play it just for the storyline it's it's just a phenomenal story it's really emotional it's 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 wonderful nice well you've got that to look forward to maybe andy yeah i'll, I'll give it a go even, even though i don't really like the emotional abuse of a child that appears to happen in this game um but it does look pretty yeah it's a good looking game yeah it, there's, you, you, you'll understand what's going on with the child I can't believe he's so mean to his son it's unbelievable well, you'll see why I mean, yeah, it's, it's not very know. nice no it's not but sometimes you've got to make tough decisions when you're a god <laughs> of war you know it's yeah. not easy no indeed uh, <laughs> I've been playing a bit of champo this week oh, been getting you? back into some champo so I've obviously over the course of my many years of playing mini games I've played a lot of champ in its various forms yeah, yeah. obviously football manager now Uh and I've played probably more hours of that game than any other game I've ever played. Okay. Uh, and I've played it in all kinds of ways, uh, with all different teams, forever. But now, as goes my whole policy of making games easy, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't be bothered to do, like, I'm going to take, you know, Boreham Wood up to the Premier League or whatever. Right. So what I do now, and I've just started a game like this, is I take my favourite club, Reading Football Club, and I just give them a load of money. So I pretend to be, like, a benefactor... Or that the club's been taken over by somebody, right? Because if you have the editor, you can just like change the numbers of values right. of the club. Okay. So I just go in and I say, right, new owners come in, you here's four hundred million pounds, right? Okay. And you just drop it into the club. And so I thought this will be great. This will just be like a joyous, fun time. Like there won't be any pressure. I can just dip in, buy all these cool players, and turn my club into Real Madrid. Right? This is the idea. I'm grinning because I know how ch- I know how football manager works. It's fucking impossible. Yeah, yeah. Is what is what <laughs> four own goals. In the it's first unbelievable. Match. So I go off, and first of all, as soon as you ha- your club has money. Just like in real life, every other club knows your club has money, and so I can't buy anyone. I just want to buy some like random youngster off of Chelsea, and they're like, "Yeah, we want ninety-six million." For <laughs> that. Fuck. So right now, I thought it was going to be this great thing, and right now I can't buy anyone. So I'm still scratching around trying to buy some players, and in meantime, I'm like you said, I'm like losing all these terrible games to Port Vale and Burton Albion, while I'm trying to become Real Madrid. Yeah. So and, I don't know. And, and all of your players want like you know 150 grand oh, yeah. a week yeah. there's a lot of pay rises <laughs> going on uh, but I'm going to persevere because I reckon if I can just like get us promoted to the Premier League that then I'll be able to do my thing and I'll be able to get them up there but it's it's not the fun it's not the super fun times that I was expecting it's, it's weird because I know you do this with games but I love that whole thing in Football Manager of taking a, a non-league club and just building them up because you just see the whole scope of that game and stuff. I, I love that. It is thing, really so. cool. It is really satisfying. But yeah, I just wanted a good old fun time where I can bring Leo Messi to Reading, but it's not going to happen. So I'm going to be stuck with uh, Leroy Fur is my big signing. So I'm stuck with him. Why for don't you just, just choose Real Madrid if you want an easy time? No! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked Real Madrid. Hey, come on now. Save, <laughs> save that for the football podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so been doing a bit of that. Obviously, doing the God of War, which is uh, going very, very nicely. Uh, and otherwise, uh, not a lot else. A little bit of Fortnite. Yeah. But I think uh, what we'll move on to next, we we're going to go and do uh, a new top five this week. Now, I'm not really ready for this. I'll be perfectly honest. Okay. Are you not? This is one that Matt. Uh, I think that Matt Holland suggested. Yeah. That we do top five games that needed a sequel but didn't get one. And Matt's not here. That's, Matt is that's not what's here. really sad about So it. someone can, can speak on his behalf and tell us the games that he suggested because if I remember rightly, I don't know any of those games. No, I don't recognise them okay. either. But... I recognise one of them. Go so on. uh, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, It was, I think it was either a PS2 or a PS3 game and it was an action RPG and it just looked beautiful. That's all I know about it, but I do remember it. Um, 
I'm guessing that uh, I'm guessing that uh, Matt was you know really into it. Uh, the other <laughs> one was also an action RPG, which was uh, Jade Empire. I know nothing. Oh, about I do that. remember that actually. I do remember the name Jade Empire. I never played it. I've never like those those kind of RPG games. Just really passed me by. Never really got into those. Well, I I only really liked. Um, God of War. That God, it's that similar sort of God, God of War action RPG stuff. Right. Uh, I really love those, but the other ones never really grabbed me. Um, there was stuff like Bayonetta that didn't do anything for me either. Supposedly so. very good Bayonetta. Yeah, never played it. Nah, not for me. One that I just one that one that I'm just thinking of right now as we're having this discussion uh, is a game that I guess came out sometime in the noughties. Uh, a romping hack and slash uh, metal adventure called Brutal Legend. I remember Brutal Legend. Now, Brutal Legend had a potential to be really, really good, but was in reality quite, quite bad. Yeah, it was very bad. But maybe that would be a great game for a sequel to do it properly, because I love it. It was basically based on like a 1980s heavy metal rock album cover world, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with like huge pools of lava and giant demons and all yeah, kinds of shit. Yeah. And then you would go around as this like heavy metaler taking out demons by playing kick ass guitar. It was pretty sweet. I was a bit cheesy. It was very cheesy. <laughs> but I think if they'd have done it right, it could have actually been pretty cool because it was a great idea for a world and it was like something that we hadn't really seen before. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that your choice? Yeah, I'm going to try for Brutal Legend 2. I don't even know if the studio made it still exist. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to jump in with... So we've got two from Matt, one from you. Okay. I'm going to jump in with an honourable mention. Yeah, and go it's, on. I, I looked up sequel. Sequel is not necessarily just a second one. It could be the third one. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. There were actually three games in this series. So, uh, uh, Viva Pinata. Oh, yeah. But I'm specifically talking about the handheld version. So, on the Nintendo DS, there was a version called Pocket Paradise. And it was just brilliant. So, you'd, you'd basically build your garden. You'd, like, hire people. You'd attract these weird little pinata creatures in and you had to make your garden so they'd want to stay. Yes. And you uh, it was just a lovely little game. Um, was there never a second view of pinata? Uh there was a second one on the uh PC and Xbox. Right, but, okay. Like so there was Viva Pinata uh, Viva Pinata Par- Trouble in Paradise. Okay. And then there was the the DS version, but the DS version is the one that I would love a sequel to on the Switch. Uh, so, okay, um, yeah, nice. But that's an honourable mention. To be fair, that sounds like the kind of thing that might actually happen. Uh, my <laughs> my my actual one. Yeah. And um, can you mute Andy's microphone oh, here? Oh, dear. oh boy. Dear. Uh, it's on the Dreamcast. <laughs> what a surprise! Ah, um, S- S- Sega stamp collecting. <laughs> <laughs> it was a multiplayer game well there was a single player mode but that's not what anyone remembers about it and it was called Choo Choo Rocket <laughs> right Choo Choo Rocket Choo fucking Choo 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 Rocket was the most fun multiplayer game so the what did you do in Choo Choo right. Rocket imagine a top down grid right um, and everyone's got their own little rocket a Choo um, Choo Rocket Choo Choo Rocket yeah um there are lots of hubs around the things which streams of mice come out of and you get to place little arrows in your colour um, you can place a maximum of three so if you place a fourth one the first one disappears and you place them in different directions trying to put these mice into your rocket uh, there are also cats that wander around who will eat the mice that are in your rocket so you try and divert those into other people's rockets and every so often, a little golden mouse will go into someone's rock. It'll roll something, and it'll be like either all the mice will change to cats, or like something bad will happen. It is absolutely brilliant. It sounds like pure madness. It was absolutely bonkers, and it was fantastic. Wow. And Choo, that needs Choo a second rockets. one. It needs a second one on the Switch. That's what it needs. Uh, wow. It was absolutely brilliant. Wow. Nobody could have predicted that one. <laughs> what I, about no, you, Andy? No, I definitely wouldn't have done. I really struggled with this topic. Yeah? Um, well, I mean... <laughs> I, I was going back and I was picking up loads of games I thought oh that was Ace and I never played a, 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 a sequel to it only to find out that there was a sequel <laughs> it was, but it was like three years later on a different console that I didn't have or something like that and and so yeah so I, I, I struggled with it I, I've, I've kind of plumped with games that because also part, part of the problem as well is I feel like if a game is amazing in its own right and it's excellent, it does a fantastic job, sometimes you don't need to ruin it 
sure. by by having a sequel. So pl- plenty of amazing games that have then had a sequel that have just been disappointing, yeah, and bad, and and and, and almost sullied reputation of the first and the memory of the first. Mm. Um, and so one of the ones I was thinking of is 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 and already mentioned it today, but Shadow of the Colossus, because it's it's such an amazing game. It is I mean it's it's unique in so many ways that it almost feels like a shame that only that one version of it exists. Wasn't, which the, they... wasn't the Last Guardian the sequel? No, it's not a sequel. It's not a sequel. It's, it's, it's just a similar game with similar themes made by the same studio. In the same way Shadow of the Colossus isn't a sequel to Ico either. Yeah. Um, Spiritual successor. But, I mean, that's... But, you know, but it's not a sequel, is it? Um, so... What you haven't worked out the secret link between the universes, <laughs> no. <gasps> but the so you no know, so I mean so it's but but in, in the same in the, in the same breath, I kind of didn't wouldn't want a sequel because you know it yeah. is so perfect in its own right that you, it almost would would potentially ruin it if that sequel wasn't as good. You know, I, so yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I I don't know. But then then you know I thought that about Toy Story the the film and then Toy Story two came out and was amazing. So True. you know so who True. knows? So so. I, so that's kind of where I went with this. I didn't really have any that that, that kind of jumped out at me and said that de- that desperately needed a sequel. So I tell you one that does need a sequel. Yeah, that on. has had many sequels that have been terrible. Oh yeah, and that is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> like two and three were phenomenal, and everything since has been terrible. So it needs a sequel that is not garbage. Needs a sequel that is not garbage. Yeah, another good category. And and that the lots would fall into and, that, and we actually had that in the in the best sequels, didn't we? Yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk Two. Or if we should have done, if we didn't, I because did, but. but but Tony Hawk Two is 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 close to a fucking perfect video game as yeah. you are ever going to get. I think yeah. it's just absolutely phenomenal. But it surprises me that they've done such a bad job with the more recent yeah. ones because because that that is not a difficult format to do. But they just seem to have balked it left, right, and centre. So, um, one, one one game that did pop into my head, and when when you were talking about the, the game, which I, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't listening because oh, I was then googling. Oh, um, <laughs> but there was a game that EA brought out, and it was PS2, I think, um, and it was called Black, and it is a first-person shooter, and, and and I think it was one of those ones where they we they were showcasing yep. their um, yep. animations, and it was like yes. fully cinematic, it. and like basically its selling point is that you can shoot and destroy everything. Yeah, and I remember that. It was pretty is, cool, but... and it was it was it was yeah. really it was kind of really really good fun. It was really cinematic. It was really kind of um, you it just stylistic. It wasn't style over content in any way, shape, or form because it was still a decent, functional first-person shooter. But it was just really super stylish. Yeah. Um, and I suspect, I suspect they would have then gone on and used those kind of, you know, the the, um, the, the mechanics from that from that game to build other games, other other shooters. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, but that was so. It would have been interesting if they'd been able to take that game on and done more with that kind of idea of it. Yes. You know, just having an entirely one hundred percent destructible that would environment. Be, well, that's what people are talking about with Crackdown Three. But then where is Crackdown Three now? It's just disappeared. That would have been a really cool thing to be able to go into this city, just like in a co-op thing where you make to just blow all the buildings mm-hmm. up. But sadly, Crackdown Three may be may be dead. I've got the fifth one in our list. If you're interested, okay. So. Uh, if you remember uh, back in the day, I don't know the year, but I'm going to say sort of like mid to late noughties, uh, developer called Remedy made a game called Alan Wake. They did, yeah. Which was an excellent game with a, uh, the time is a unique gameplay mechanic whereby you played a writer who was tormented uh, by all kinds of weird visions and rather than well you did have a gun at various points in the game actually but rather than having to shoot these demons he would have a torch and he would use light to kind of shine his way around the world and reveal secrets and get past enemies and stuff it was really really cool it was a really really cool game I got never very had a scared by it so I, it was I very scary it. yeah but never got a sequel and I'd love to see Alan Wake 2 because I think today in a post The Last of Us world uh, Alan Wake 2 could be something pretty sweet um, I just that's popped into my head like another. Uh, I don't. I don't think it got a sequel. It may have done. I mean, I, don't, I never played it through, but it was because it wasn't really my cup of tea. But it was a nice kind of different stylistic game. It was um, Heavy Rain. Yes, that was kind of. Well, uh, you know, it's about to get a, a sequel because your it? man David Cage, our French, uh, the French legend David Cage, uh, is about to release a game called Detroit Become Human. Okay. 
uh, which is sort of well you know there's been a few games so there was uh, what was the first one Matt can you remember no there was one before Heavy Rain then there was Heavy Rain and then there was Beyond Two Souls yeah yeah uh, and now Beyond Two Souls was not good. No, it was bad. And now Beyond Two Souls is that the one? That's the one with Wasser Chops in it, um, doing the acting. Correct. Um, yeah, her. Um, yes. That's coming. No. That's coming free on PS Plus. Oh, well, there you go. You'll get your David Cage fix. It's all over it. Yeah, but Detroit Become Human may be right there because that is going to be the same kind of thing. Point and okay. click adventure thing with weird uh, French emotions. Heavy, heavy Rain was so good though. It, it really was, was storyline wise. It was it was phenomenal. So. He was a terrible parent though. Yeah, yeah. We, we like games with terrible parents. That's He's even thing. worse than Kratos. <laughs> that lad. He is. You're right. I think like, if Kratos took Atreus to the park, he'd at least fucking hang around so he didn't well, get yeah, abducted. But, but Atreus would have like offed all the other kids by that. That point, is true. So. Atreus could. <laughs> after himself can't yeah. he yeah. well <laughs> not to get too deep into the world of child abduction we shall move on <laughs> uh, and we've got a top five there of games that needed a sequel didn't get one so we've got Jane Empire Brutal Legend Choo Choo Rocket Enslaved Odyssey and Alan Wake I think at one point we will uh, we'll do a pod where we review all of our top fives and realise how bad some of them are oh come on I want to play Choo Choo Rocket again it doesn't even <laughs> need to be a sequel just a remaster of that I'm going to be honest I'm, we, there's a major major oversight oh on with this list. one we just did well you we just, just had done. the option five minutes ago to yeah, tell us no. what it was stick shift <laughs> <laughs> well you never know you, you, you've got to be careful what you ask for you ask for a stick shift too Oh boy. Well, I think we're going to move on to a uh, new part of the show. New part. New part of the show. New part. Yes, and this is the part of the show where we ask listeners of the podcast to uh, send in questions, which we will endeavour, using our incredible minds and fantastic insight into the world of video games, to answer in an interesting and comedic fashion. Okay. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no, I'm saying not piling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Asking quite a bit of us there. Uh, so, uh, one of our followers are on Twitter, Steve Rad, who's at Rad L L A Y Radley. You can find him on there. He asked us this question. He said, "Humanity has been contacted by an advanced alien race. They've asked you to submit three games they will use to understand our species and then decide our fate." Now. The, the the twist with that question is that they're going to decide our fate based on it. I was yeah, like, yeah, at least we can yeah. explain who we are by sending them video games. But if they're then going to no, use those no, to no, judge no. us, yeah, we, that's we want problem. nothing with guns or destruction. I was going to say because I mean one of the one of the first things you do if you want to explain the human race, yeah, um, it, it, like like Grand Theft Auto Five for example <laughs> would be a great way to start because it's it's got a massive cross section of society, but but that is not painting a really good picture out for humanity. No, no, <laughs> Well, could, we could, could be, be something like Spyro the Dragon, where it's completely inoffensive yes. and it's just Viva lovely. Pinata, yeah, yeah. Choo Choo Rocket too. Yeah, yeah indeed. Uh, Choo Choo Rocket. No, no, that's got that's got cats and mice. It, it might get a little bit confrontational, but you could have like a, a GTA Five mod with all the weapons taken out of it, <laughs> just wandering around on the little moped. Yeah, like dressed as Trevor, dressed in a nappy in a purple <laughs> helmet, driving <laughs> yeah. around on yeah. a moped. <laughs> because because that would show off, you know, stuff about humanity, but without all the badness. <laughs> I think that'd be quite good. I was thinking maybe what about a what about a god game because that might actually give some insight into uh, into the sort of nature of human, human well, thought I, I, and I stuff thought like settlers that. or something. I like thought that. about Civ. maybe Civ, but. Yeah. There's so much fighting in Civ that I thought. But that is part of our. That is yeah, part of our culture. Yeah, but you don't want them to know that. Well, what about black and white. Yeah, I thought that as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, we don't have giant, you know, cheetah gods no, no, wandering around the countryside. Well, maybe we do. We just can't see them. That's true. Well, the yeah. other option is we just show them that we're more powerful than they are. So we we just go completely the other way and just call a gene one warfare too yeah yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that and just go yeah. look we've got these massive ion cannons that will just <laughs> blow everything up but yeah i think i think that's not a bad idea i think maybe what about stardew valley oh that's a good shout what about that's stardew completely valley? inoffensive but it's lovely as well i think we could do a combination like you're talking about i think we could do something like stardew valley mm. we could do something like call of duty modern warfare 2 just to show that we're we're armed and, yeah just and to show that if you were, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're all nice back off <laughs> back <laughs> off aliens yeah we've got if little that, farms and shit but don't fucking that. fuck with us actually Not, you might want to do you want, might want to do Call of Duty was it Advanced Warfare because oh, then the they've got the space one, one. yeah because yeah. if, if you guys shouts. are coming out on your spaceships 
check but, us out. But Great also, we'll, we'll show them the multiplayer so that not only are we well oh, armed, God. but we, we, we've basically got a load of very aggressive teenagers <laughs> who, who will swear at you and tell you things about your mother. Yes, I like that very much indeed. Uh, yeah, so we've got two. What, what's the third going to be, guys? Well, here's, here's an idea of, of um, in you know, second mention of the evening, but um, Ico because that I mean it, granted there's it, it, it's the it's the kind of there's, there's so much or even Last Guardian there's so much kind of heart yeah, and yeah. kind of and compassion and kind of just like two people caring com- about each yeah, other or yeah, an- yeah. another world in that respect do you remember another world because that was similar it was like a oh, yeah. Mega Drive era yes. game yeah, yeah. where you and an alien start you start in a cage and you escape from the cage and that alien obviously was a prisoner of all of his alien colleagues yeah and then you work together cooperatively to escape and it shows that kind yeah, of very like, good yeah that kind of like working that ability that humanity has to work together against adversity and stuff like that very let's go good. with that yeah that's right good so we're gonna hand off to these boys we're gonna hand off another world stardew valley and then we're gonna hit them hard with cod advanced warfare <laughs> they are gonna be very confused well they're gonna be like they like farming and shooting <laughs> yeah well you know that's that's it in a nutshell yeah it's, so, like, it's like midwest america isn't it so there we go steve i think we've captured uh ex- the exact nature of humanity there in three video games that we will share with our potential alien overlords and they're just gonna to have to deal with it yeah you know they're not. They're not staying if we show them. Sure. <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. And so that brings us towards the end of the show, chaps. And I'm afraid the the Overwatch corner has now been ditched in favour of the questions corner. That's probably sensible. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we wouldn't have had anything to talk about. <laughs> no, we would no. not. Uh, but what I'm going to do at the end of the show from now on, which I have neglected to do, is tell the listeners where they can find out some more about Idiot Gamer. So they can go to Twitter and go to idiot underscore gamer. They can email us at podcast idiotgamer.co.uk they can of course go to our YouTube channel so go to YouTube and search for Idiot Gamer all one word and for all other Idiot Gamer related stuff they can go to idiotgamer.co.uk and then on that note I'm going to ask Andy to uh, say goodbye goodbye everybody say goodbye Matt bye everyone and it's a goodbye from me and we'll see you next week on Idiot Gamer Podcast cheerio cheerio